Hi everyone, I'm Jake Namsha, and you're listening to the Lamb Fam and Friends Podcast. Hello! So, uh, we're back. Uh, we continue to just not be consistent. Um, but, but now we have a dedicated time every week that is on the calendar where we're doing this. So, moving forward, even if we don't have anything to say, you're going to get a podcast from us. So, it's going to be... I always have things to say. Right, which, <laughs> coming from the person who talks the least yeah, on these podcasts. I'm sorry, um, I can't get a word in there. That's not true. All right. So for anyone who, for our new listeners, right? Because we're probably going to have a lot. Really? No. But <laughs> just in case, okay? okay? For those who do not know, introduce yourselves. You first. Um, I'm Rebecca, and I'm the head coach here at CrossFit Laminate. She's an all-star. She is. And what do you, where else do you work? Which is Ellie's husband's physical therapy clinic. Also known as Sean. Sean. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Sean. People don't even know I'm just twins, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, Sean. yeah. But I hope they know we're married. Okay, next thing. Um, my name is Ellie, and I am the nutrition coach here at Laminin, and the PRN coach when no one else can. PRN coach when no one else can. Which means as needed. As needed. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Ellie is one of our coaches. Rebecca is our head coach, and then Rebecca coaches all the afternoon classes at Laminin. And uh, I am Jake Nomchef. I'm one of the owners of CrossFit Laminin, um, and really just do all the CEO tasks and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. And um, I guess right now I'm technically our personal training coach because no one else does it. But um, yeah. So, anyways. All right, we have. No, I wasn't. No, I was not. No, no, no. I meant I'm the only one who has like recurring personal training clients, right? Um, Yeah. So, anyways, what's been new with everyone? We've had. It's been like probably a month. So we had Christmas. We had New Year's. We had, um, yeah, all that good stuff. So, what's been new with you guys? I got a cat. (gasps) She did. We can. Yeah, we can. We can. Becca doesn't like being separated from him for more than four hours. Yeah, four, after four hours, I feel sad on the inside. Huh. Yeah. So she's a mom. And his name is Finnegan. Yes. And we call him Finn. Mm-hmm. Right. Correct. Okay. Uh, so, well, that was good. Uh, when did you get Finn? Like the last weekend in November, first weekend in December. I didn't realize you'd had him that long. Yeah. Yep. Okay. He's really cute. Yep. Really sweet cat. Um, nothing's really, I mean, nothing's really been up for me. I've just been doing a lot more nutrition coaching, which has been awesome. And, yeah. Um, yeah, no, like, we, we had, we okay. had talked about that though. <laughs> oh, we, we'd mention it cause it was when you had just started. So yeah, like when you had same. just, when you had just, just started. Yeah. Um, has 
so much better than just kind of like doing it as a side hustle. Yeah. Because um, it's what I care about most and getting to intentionally check up with people like twice a week is, and be consistent in it has been really, really great. So. Yeah. It's always um, – because I've been in that situation where like you're doing – quote unquote like a side hustle and then you decide to make it your main gig and it's like there just comes that point where there's that saying where it's like you just got to burn the ships Mm -hmm. right where basically just like i'm pushing all my chips in right like in other words and that saying burn the ships is like when you're going to invade a land and there's no way for retreats you burn the ship so that you don't even have the option to retreat and leave right um and that's what you have to do like you just get to that point where you're just like hey I got to decide, like, I'm either going all in on this, right? Or I just need to get out yeah. because, um, it's yeah. It's risky. It's really scary because, like, especially in a job where it's, like, client-based, like, mm-hmm. you have zero, you could be doing really well. It's just, like, you don't really know. It's just very up in the air. So no, for sure. You burn your ships, yeah. It's worth it every time. Yeah. But that, it's like that, um, I guess that's its own built-in kind of motivation when it's like that, right? Because then you're more motivated to go and do it than if you could just be like, well, you know, I'm really only doing this part-time. I've got another full job. And when it's everything that you've got to do, like that motivation, that internal motivation is there a lot more than it would be if um, otherwise. So um, what else? How do you all have a good Christmas? Just me and my mom, so it was really quiet, but it was sweet. Yeah, got some time away, time yeah. to decompress, all that kind of stuff. What'd y'all Sean do? And I both got stomach bug, actually. I forgot about that. I thought my last day of work at UAB, I went home. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, it, it was literally my last day at noon. I was like, I've never left work because I've been sick. I've never thrown up in my life. I just, I really can, like, usually push through things, but it got to be noon, and I was like, I've got to go home. I talked to my charge nurse. And they all probably thought I was just faking because... It was your last day, right? Yeah, but I went home and, like, threw up so much. And it was the first time ever, and it was horrible. And I was like, yeah, I had food poisoning. And then on Christmas Eve, Eve, Sean started throwing up. And his mom and sister were there. Oh. It was horrible. It was just really... It was just bad because he couldn't be around. And so I just felt bad for them because they drove all the way up. So, And then they got sick. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we went to uh, see my parents. I had actually quarantined for a few days beforehand because I thought, well, I had come in contact with someone who had COVID on Saturday. Um, And so he found out on Sunday, started feeling bad, and we had spent Saturday evening together. And so um, Sunday he called, and my family, I have a couple members of my family who who are high risk. And so I was like, well, I just need to, like, I went and got tested. I got tested on I guess Tuesday and then Christmas was on what Friday, but I didn't get my test back. And y'all, I did not get my test back from that until 10 days after I had gotten tested. Yeah. That's how long it took for them to get my, no, I went to the same place I've been to before, but I think there were just so many people who were trying to get tested before Christmas to find out. And so like, I didn't feel bad or anything like that. And I called my parents, made sure they were okay with it. And they were like, yeah, just, just come on. And if you start feeling bad, let us know immediately. Yeah. Um, and so anyways, apart from that though, it was really good. Just get some time to spend with family and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Uh, New Year's was in bed by 10 30, I think. Um, 
Yeah, that's right. You were. Why don't you tell every? Why don't you tell everyone what you did? Since you're the most talkative person and always have something to say on this <laughs> podcast, I'm um, waiting for you to kind of. I went to New Orleans. Um, it was so good. I ate so much food. I ate so many beignets, and I walked so many steps. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, and I drank so many white claws, but then I thought that would <laughs> <No>, be fun. <laughs> okay. It's New Orleans and it's New Year's. That's all right. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we've been back at it, back rolling at the gym. Today's the 14th, so it was two weeks from today was, was New Year's. Yeah. Um, all right, so we have quite a few things coming up, and what we're going to talk about is going to be – do you have something you want to say? I would like to know what's new in your life. Oh. Uh, when do you start swimming? Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, God, I can't believe I even that slipped my mind. That's how uh, – yeah, my life right now is slightly hectic. We are – trying to sell our house so it goes on the market on tuesday so if anyone's looking for a house in the off winona oxmoor uh near lakeshore um hit me well hit up george lawton lawton real estate yep and uh so we like went and saw a few houses yesterday we're going to see a few more i think tomorrow just kind of look and um so there's that going on we have the birmingham beatdown coming up in may that i've been doing a lot of work on trying to get that ready uh, to go and uh, which Wadapalooza is canceled. So, um, yeah, that actually works out really well for us. So, no, it was, yeah, it was going to be the same weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, they were going to, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm actually, I hate that for Wadapalooza, but it would have been a bad time for them to do it anyways because you have like the quarterfinal or the quarterfinal, no, semifinals. You have the semifinal, no, is it quarter? Which comes after? Uh, it's semifinals. The open and then the quarterfinals and then the semifinals. Well, they want to be okay, you're right. You're right. State. Right. They're going to do it all, like a standalone. Right. For, yeah, and it's going to go back to when it normally is, which right. is in uh, January. Right. So they just canceled it for 2021. Yeah. Global, yeah. Back in right. Yeah. yeah. And I think they did that because when CrossFit released the dates of the quarterfinals for individuals and teams after the open, like there's a two week gap, I think, between like individuals and teams maybe mm-hmm. or something like that. And their competition was going to be in one of those weekends, yeah. in which so they're not going to get any high level competitors, which is really the draw right. to going there. Right. So for them, I think it was really smart for them to do that. Um, I mean, it sucks, but yeah. you got to do what you got to do. So anyways, we have the beatdown coming up and then I start school full time at Beeson Divinity. Um, I went back and forth between a couple of seminaries and I'm um, just going to pick up where I left off at Beeson from a few years ago. And that starts full time in the end of January. So like January 24th or something like that. I go, um, I, I have a year and a half, um, a year and a half with a summer and a Jan term. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which for those of y'all that don't know, Beeson is the seminary school at Stanford. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never knew that. I used to see your Beeson cup and I, like I knew you went to Beeson, but I didn't. Yeah, it's the ch- it's the chapel there that you see when you when you pull in. That's the yeah, Hodges it's Chapel. Yeah, uh huh, yeah, um, and Will Sorrell as well. He graduated from Beeson, so yeah, he's um he's another one. Uh, but anyways, so my goal is to get some of my professors in here working out because man, do they need it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They don't. Um, but anyways, I feel like, have you ever heard, like I had, um, a boss one time, like we coached a guy who was the 
CEO actually like of NASA. Now that title may be wrong, but regardless, he was like the head guy at NASA for a long time and lived in Huntsville. And I, my boss at the time would be like, he was just so hard to coach because he's one of those people that, you know, they've never, they do not have a coordinated bone in their body. And yeah, that was true too. But he would say, he would be like, he's just so intellectually gifted that there's no possible way for him to be physically gifted because it, yeah, it would just, it would not be fair to the rest of us. So he has an engineering degree. He's smart. Don't get me wrong. He is. He's very smart, but he's not CEO of NASA smart. No. Um, oh, you broke your jacket. Oh, no. Whatever. I don't want to say anymore. All right. But, yeah. Aside from that, we have the... What is it? What? Give me the full title and the full name of... It's going to be, um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think that you provide for what they're getting a ton of value. Um, and this is just a great time for people who have really been slacking off. Like maybe even you were an athlete who at one time was like really fit. you really took care of yourself. And then just over the years, things have kind of gone by the wayside or whatever it may be. Now is a great, like this kind of challenge, this kind of accountability thing is great to just, do a big reset. And, um, like, I think that's really what we had a lot of people do last year. Like there were some people who were brand new and like had come in and, you know, had never didn't know what a carb protein and like they're just starting from the basics. Right. And they got a ton of results. But then we also had some people who had been in the CrossFit space for a while. They'd heard about eating, you know, 
meat and vegetables, nuts, seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar. Like they've heard that before, but they had gotten away from it. And then they came back to it. And when they came back to it, the results that they saw were just huge. So, and I will say, I mean, it's crazy. People come in here and bust their butts every day and work so hard, but seeing people combine that with actually like eating to support the work that they're doing in the gym, they just are. If you read the testimonials, I mean, people are like, I feel so good. Like, I'm eating more than I ever was. And that's not always the case. But yeah. it's, it's just really, really cool to see people who have been really killing it exercise-wise for a long time get the just extra propulsion that nutrition gives you um, really in, com- in combined with the exercise you're doing, too. Yeah. I really encourage people to, to sign up and just, just give it a try. Sounds simple, but just try it. Yeah, it really works. for sure. You did, because last year, was it the challenge that you did? Like when you yeah. put on, that was what, yeah, because yeah, you had some, building. yeah, you had some really good results yeah, from that. Yeah, I was definitely that. the most consistent I've ever been with fitness and nutrition, and uh, I gained, what was it, like 10 pounds? But, but, but like good, I was, I wanted to gain. But you muscle. looked so Yeah, you look, yeah, yeah. Picture when you like added 10 pounds, it was so cool. Yeah. And it wasn't, I'll, um, this is not a shot across the belt, but it was not fancy the way you did it, right? Like no. you would come in here and you would heat up a bag of frozen vegetables, right? And then like maybe some rice or something like that. Or you would take oatmeal, like, yeah, instant oatmeal. And that's what, like, you did it in a way where it was not like you were making gourmet meals no. every day, right. you know? Um, you can do it like that if you Right, try. yeah, for sure. But there's no really Yeah. Um, well, Okay. So that's a really good overview of the challenge. I think, Ellie, what is your, you're doing like the kickoff talk? Yeah. <clears throat> the first talk is going to kind of be just the logistics of the challenge, what it will kind of look like. Is that this weekend? The 23rd. Okay. So it's ne- not this coming weekend, but the next. Okay. It's okay, but it'll be, if you're in the group, it'll be recorded and you can watch it um, right. later. But yep. it'll be, can you lose body fat while preserving metabolism and lean muscle mass? Nice. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And like where does the peak start falling off in terms of yeah that's really good and then uh the second week i think is me yep right i'm doing um holistic health uh mind body and spirit uh just talking about how um how important it is to have a grasp of how to take make each sure each one of those areas in your life are healthy right and how each one affects the other um so yeah that'll be mine the week after that is sean and he's doing... Um, he's talking about the uh, neurophysiology. It's a big word, but basically mind and muscle connection. Right. Okay. And then the week after that is... Becca. Rebecca. And then... And yours is... Speech. On recovery. On rest and recovery. <laughs> rest and recovery. A speech. Okay. And then um, Aston's talking on energy density, which is a really cool concept. Mm, yeah. About like how you can eat a ton of volume of food that's like low calorically, but high in nutrients. Um, he's, and he's a um, really smart registered dietitian. Um, and then Gackle's talking about um, like coming out of uh, chronic dieting and kind of how to reverse diet to restore your metabolism because you do not want to injure your metabolism for a super long period of time. Right. You can be recovered. Yeah. But most people have been in a state of chronic diet. Yeah, you know? for sure. So that'll be interesting. And then Sean does the last one. Yeah, right? and Sean's doing one more um, uh, human body versus load, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Optimally, so. Awesome. It's going to be awesome. really good. So, 
Today, what we want to talk about and go a little bit deeper on is this kind of concept of, not kind of, the concept of accountability. Um, because we chose, or LA chose that name for the challenge, an accountability health challenge, right? Mm -hmm. And so want to talk a little bit, just, yeah, kind of riff a little bit on what that is and how we've experienced it and what we feel the importances are and just our general thoughts on it and how you can kind of, I guess, harness that um, to be able to help you reach your goals or whatever it is that you want to do in life. Um, so yeah, what, uh, let's start with just an easy one, right? Like, and it's really not that easy, but what is accountability, right? So Ellie, I'm actually going to pass this one off to you because you chose the accountability for the health challenge. So I want to see like in your mind, what were you thinking of accountability being right when you kind of came up with that idea to make that part of the challenge? Yeah. The first thing, I thought of was the phrase you'll probably see on like Pinterest ads, little uh, Pinterest things where it's like find your tribe or whatever. Mm. And it's, it's funny, but it's very true in that when you have like a group of people that are like-minded in terms of what you want out of something, like what you want to get out of a challenge or what you want to get out of the gym and you're doing it alongside a bunch of other people that becomes all you know. And mm -hmm. I think we've under, we've all experienced that by joining CrossFit, like at Laminin. You know, you show up, everyone's here to work out and better themselves. No one shows up and is like, I don't know why I'm a member here. Mm -hmm. out. You know, I mean, everyone just yeah. does it. And so, um, you know, you become the people that you surround yourself with. So that's the concept I was thinking of in terms of um, health and, and nutrition. We're all going to have different goals, but the same ultimate goal is to improve our health. Yeah. And so when you get around a group of people who are in a Facebook group, like sending you pictures of their grocery cart or sending you pictures of the stuff that they've prepped um, mm -hmm. or talking about a struggle they're having, like nighttime eating or, um, and then someone else comments, like I'm dealing with that too. And then you like bounce off each other to find ways to, um, you know, get through it or find solutions, strategies. So, um, just doing things that can be hard in a group of people makes it a lot less hard, mm -hmm. it makes it fun. And so... Um, that's what I was thinking of in, in terms of accountability, like finding your, your tribe of people. Hmm. I like that. I like that phrase, find yeah. your tribe. Um. I agree. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I, I don't know. I can't really, I feel like I can't close off that. Okay. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of like what I've thought of generally in terms of accountability. Um, I, I think this is just my my roots being um, in sort of, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Anyways, being coming from a church background, church setting, right? You hear these phrases all the time of like having people holding you accountable. Um, but the problem is, is I don't really see it working very well, right? And I don't understand why I don't like that concept very much. Um, I, I, I like exactly what Ellie said. That makes a lot of sense to me. The way it's played out in other areas, though, I've seen it kind of um, become kind of like this catchword, right? That doesn't really have a lot of meat on the bone to it, if you understand what I'm saying, right? Like, there's not, I, I don't see it really helping people. Um, like, I, in other words, I'm not going to go try to find someone, help me accountable with, that I don't know, uh, with, uh, I don't know, a serious issue that I'm walking through or something like that. I'm not going to get into details right now or pull out specifics or anything like that, but, but when it has, when someone you're close to, you care right. About it, 
it carries a ton of weight. You're absolutely right. And I think that may be the part where I'm getting, getting like, I think it's really important that the relationships that you have for the, for the way you want to be held accountable, those relationships be very tight. Right. And it be someone that like, they're like, you just said, their words are going to carry weight for you. Right. right? Um, and that they can kind of help, I guess, uh, ground the reason why you're doing something in something that matters. So I'll use an example. I had a, a family member one time who, uh, he was overweight, like had had a few kids and stuff like that. Right. And he was trying to share the gospel with someone. And this person was like, why should I listen to you when they got into the concept of like sin and stuff? He's like, why should I listen to you when you keep you like, you're overweight. Like you have a sin of gluttony in your life right here. Like, why should I even listen to you about anything you're saying? And when that happened, right, it was a, it was a switch that flipped in him. And it was like, okay, I need to make sure that I'm carrying my life in a way that to those outside of me that don't know any better, like that wasn't true but he still wanted to make sure that he was doing everything he could, right. To be able to make sure that never happened again. Um, and I think that that kind of stuff, um, I don't even know where I was going with all that, but just bottom line is that I think you need to make sure the relationships that you have, like if you have a really good friend who's doing the challenge or something like that, make them be the person that you go to, right. right to right. hold you accountable. Kind of where they know kind of what all is going on in your life too. Cause it's really easy for someone who doesn't really know you to be like, well, you shouldn't be like resting today or whatever. But, if it's someone who knows, like, maybe stressors in your life or, you know, other factors that might play into why you're skipping a workout, then what they're going to say is going to look a little bit different. Like, maybe you should take a rest day. Yeah. You know? So, it's not always just someone, like, motivating you to do Right. Things. Yeah. Exactly. It needs to be someone that understands, like, full picture. Right. Yeah. Without doubt. And I think when you invite that in, especially coming from someone like a coach perspective or something like that, that, uh, that, that that relationship in and of itself, when you're coming to it with this mindset of this person is my coach, they're supposed to be there to guide me along. When they say something, you listen to them. Right. Um, so anyways, okay. Uh, so I think we've got a good handle on what is accountability. Um, I heard something, I was listening, this is kind of off, off topic a little bit, but I, I was thinking about this today when we had this podcast coming out, I just listened to a podcast with Matt Frazier and I realized that, like, what do you guys think about a coach needing to hold an athlete accountable, right? Like, in other words, I, he, when he was talking, I didn't find that there was, hey, George. No, you're good. What you got? Hey, do you know lifters are named lifters because they lift your feet? Not because you wear them. George thought lifters were called lifters because you wear them while you're Olympic lifting. No, they're called lifters because they elevate your heel. I actually didn't but know that. You do. Yeah. I didn't know that. I've been operating my whole life in that. Uh, <laughs> what you just described. <laughs> hey, we gave you a shout out on the podcast. Best so, yeah. realtor ever. <laughs> All right. Um, anyways, I was thinking about the fact that, like, when you hear him talk, you realize really quickly he does not need anyone to hold him accountable. No. I think that's the difference in what level you're at. Like, if you're telling me, if you're looking me in the face and telling me you're trying to go to Right. That's the thing. He gets, if you can't hold yourself accountable, you're not going to make it there. He gets paid. His livelihood is doing that, I yes. think. And so it is a very different, like, by no means. I'm not discrediting his. his no, without doubt. He's yeah. incredibly committed. And I don't, he probably would be the same way if he didn't get paid for it. But, I mean, he makes a lot of money, yeah. and that's his primary job is to just stay really, yeah, really stupid fit. His, like, his, whereas, fian- his fiance cooks every meal yeah. for him, too. I mean, it's like. Well, like, whereas people in the gym who are literally just doing it for 
insulin and trying to stay healthy, like, yeah, you might need it. And I get that. I, I, that's a good point that it is his full-time gig. But I will say this though, the athletes that I've had that have had the most success in the sport so far have been the ones that it's not, not about holding them accountable to doing their workouts or anything like that. It's holding them accountable to do the little things, right? Like, Will they spend, if I give them a mobility routine and tell them to do it two to three times a week, right? Will they do it and me not have to follow up and check on them about whether they're doing it or not, right? Like it's those little things that they're all in on. And I don't like, they don't need someone to hold their hand along the way when they do that, right? And I found that that's been one of the biggest markers of those who they're the most consistent and they tend to make the most progress, right? In the least amount of time. And they continue to make progress for a long time. Um, it just requires a different mindset going into it, I think, um, than some people have. Because it, it is, it's it's interesting. And that's the thing. I don't like, as a coach, I'm not a hand holder. Like, y'all know that. Um, I'm not. I, and I guess that's just because when I was trying to be as fit as I could be and going through just you know, sports, I didn't need anyone to do that for me. Right. Like I, if anything, I needed someone to hold me back. Right. And be like, Hey, you don't need to do, you know, I need someone to guide me as a coach, but I didn't need someone to say, Hey, you need to be in the gym, you know, X amount of times you need to do this. You need to get eight hours sleep. Like I was on all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's hard for me sometimes I think to, you know, get on, it's hard for me to understand that. Sometimes. Right. And I think if you're a person of that personality, it's really hard for you to. I, I feel like when you give people, as a coach, that responsibility outside of just being a guide, then you place a lot of control out of your own hands. So mm-hmm. like if you, you can blame stuff on them if you don't do a workout or if you like aren't motivated enough, and then it just becomes like I'd rather it all be on me. Like if I miss a workout, it's my fault. Yeah. You know, or if I, you know, if I do really well, then it was like. I put in the effort for it, you know, and the coach guided me, obviously, but like, I just don't like placing that much stock in someone else to like. Yeah. Right. No, for sure. Yeah. Maybe I'm a control freak. I don't know. But I think that brings in an element of personal accountability, right? Like, I think that's where there's a lot of value now that we're talking through this is someone holding me accountable to myself, Mm -hmm. right? In other words, saying, Hey, you said you want to do this Mm -hmm. and you're out here doing X, Y, and Z that doesn't make any sense to me, mm-hmm. right? Like that's true in my mind, that's true accountability, mm-hmm. right? Is someone like holding me to my word mm-hmm. and being like, you said this, but you're doing this, mm-hmm. what's going on, mm-hmm. right? And bringing you back to kind of, yeah, just why you originally wanted to do it and pointing out areas where it's like, hey, this isn't gonna fly, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so maybe that's, that's good. Uh, so who in your life has been a source of accountability, right? So who do you think of like just throughout your lifetime, just some of the people that have been huge sources of accountability to you? In what area? Um, let's say, uh, I don't want to do all fitness, but like, I don't know, like it could be marriage. It could be um, work. It could be fitness. It could be anything you want it to be. <laughs> I, uh, you know, 
Um, anyway, and then I came to Lamont, and, and now, like, my life is so unique because the people that I work out with and the people that I hang out with on the weekend and the bosses that I have at both jobs that I have are the same group of, like, six people. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that's my tribe. <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll keep it succinct. Obviously, marriage is, I think, predominantly in anyone who's married. Yeah. Who's going to be the person that's holding you most accountable. Um, I mean, and especially he's the one that sees everything I eat, too. And if I'm like, Sean, let's go to get a mini, which is, like, from Dairy Queen. It's, like, a mini blizzard. I love them. There's Do they turn it? They turn it upside down before no, they hand like, it to it's you. It's like in a little toothpick. Oh, not a toothpick. Oh, you like don't a, even get a like real a one. No, like a shot glass. yeah, like a shot glass. But it's so. It's just like a taste, and it's so good. Still, probably has like five hundred calories. Hold up. You don't even get a full blast when you go to Dairy Queen. I mean, if I do, if I like, if that was on like a day where like, I mean, I've done that before. It's just like if it's, I'll do it. I've done that. Right <laughs> don't don't tip me with a good time. <laughs> Yeah, because he, he's a man. That's right. Don't give me a mini. He to get a bigger size than me. I'm like, I'm a woman. I should eat less calories than you. And he's like, no, I'm just, it makes me feel fat to get more than you. I'm like, okay. Anyway, moral of the story. I'm like, if I'm like, Sean, let's go get a mini. He's like, no, you have a competition coming up. So like, he'll, he'll, he'll keep me in line, which is like really good. And I need that. But, I mean, Jake, for sure, as my coach, calls me out when I skip workouts. And I need that because I told you I'm a tough love type of person. Um... And it really, it, it helps me because I'll feel sorry for myself and Jake will be very straightforward with me about reminding me of my goals. Um, and then also, like, people I work out with, I used to not really, like, train with people just because mm-hmm. I was so crunched for time. I just had to get in and out. But now, like, Nick will work out with me a lot. Yeah. And it's just really nice to have someone just be like, just, we're just going to do it. We're just going to start the clock and just just do it. Um, so that's been that's been really great to have just someone that, you know, if they're in the mood to work out and you're not, you still have to show up. Yeah. And me and Rebecca used to do that when we were. We, we used to. We used to hold each other accountable. And then, and then we just gave up. We were just like, ah, he's not working out. Ah, she's not working out. I saw you. Um, uh, yeah, no, that I can't believe that you uh, brought up Sean. I don't think me and Lauren do a very good job holding each other accountable and stuff really? like that. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, are y'all open about, like, I mean... Oh, no, we're open, but if I'm like, hey, I really don't, like, I just want to go, I need to, I'll say that, and that's not true, but I'll be like, I need to go get, like, just some food. Like, I need to take a night off from my diet, and I need to not worry about it. And she'll, like, there's been a couple times where she'll try to be kind of like, what What are you doing? We have food here. And I'm like, you don't care about me. Like, what are you talking... And she's the same way, though. Like, if she wants something to eat... I'm not standing in her way. Like, I'm getting out of the way. Well, it's not. It's all about how you do It's all about knowing what motivates each other. Because, like, if Sean, like, we're just like, you don't need a mini, I'd be like, I'm getting one because you said that. But he's like, you have a competition coming up, and I'm like, crap, I do, you know? That's a good point. It's just like we're subtle little pricks. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, we try to let, Lauren and I try to let each other just kind of stay in our lanes with that stuff. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I would say for me, um, you know, who's held us most accountable in our marriage and they've done it really without probably even realizing that they're doing it has been Kyle and Caroline. Um, they have done that with us just because they're a constant source of encouragement to us. And I see the way that 
Kyle loves Caroline. I see the way that Caroline, Caroline loves Kyle. And when we're around them, um, you know, I'm constantly picking up things that I recognize, like either he'll do something and be like, I do that too. Right. Or he'll, he won't do something. I'd be like, I would have reacted a different way and it would have been really bad. He handled that really well. Um, and so anyways, um, and we've been through a lot together and like we've been friends now for, uh, five, six years. So we've been through, you know, we've prayed with one another, we've cried with one another. Um, and so that's been, um, a huge source of accountability for us. Um, cause we both know where we want to go and what we want to do. So, um, that's been one Rebecca holds me accountable, even though she doesn't, she probably doesn't think she does. She does when it comes to working out. Cause it's even though like I've gotten to where I'll just like put my foot down and be like, I'm not working out today. Yesterday. Yeah. That was yesterday. Like I still don't, I still dread having to tell her I'm not working out. And it still makes me feel like, well, if now she doesn't work out, that's on me. Like, you know, it's so, um, that has, that has been, yeah, those, those have been the two that kind of, kind of jump out to me. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, what areas of your life do you find you need the most accountability in? All of them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I would say that. I mean, I, I, but there are some things that, like we said, Matt Frazier doesn't need accountability to work out, right? Because like that's a, that like you don't need accountability, I don't think, to work on nutrition coaching. To work on nutrition coaching or my nutrition? Your nutrition, your nutrition coaching, like your company. I you don't, don't need know. accountability, right? Because you're so. Well, I, because Re- I know, like, I, mean, I, I gave up another job. Right. Exactly. But Rebecca, I don't need to hold Rebecca accountable to coaching. I don't because I know she's going to, she takes ownership of it and anything that she takes ownership of, I know that she's going to handle in a way where she can walk away from it and say, be proud of the work that she's done. And when she can walk away from that, I know I, I'm not hovering over her, right. Making sure that she's except for yesterday. Um, but, um, <laughs> we did. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so what are some of the areas that are like big where you're like, oh, I'm really not self-motivated to do that and I really could use some some help? Uh, I mean, probably my two biggest ones are um, my husband's a physical therapist and I literally refuse to do rehab every time I'm hurt. I, and it, I know it's the only thing that's going to make me better and I just like, I the small things, like Jake said, I just sometimes just hate doing that and so... Don't really haven't found anyone to hold me accountable on that yet. Because <laughs> Sean's like, if you don't do it, you're not gonna be better. And I'm like, that doesn't motivate me. So yeah, I need to need to be better in that area. And then probably also like my quiet time in the morning. Like Sean's so consistent, he gets up every morning, like at 4:45, takes a shower, sits down, and does his quiet time. And like I'm not gonna sit there and open my computer and start working on stuff, knowing he's sitting there doing that. And he could, he's not judging me at all. But I'm like, okay, like I'm pulling out my Bible too, you know, like. It's just stuff like that, like people that lead by example in an area that I also want to be consistent in has really held me accountable. And now every morning I get up and get my coffee and I do that first too while he's doing it. And he didn't even say a word about it. So it's just cool how that kind of happens. Yeah, that is, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot to be, to be learned there. I think, um, in a lot of things, just in general, like if I want someone to do something, maybe I just need to show them that I'm willing to do it first. Right. right? And not say anything. And then maybe they'll come along, right. you know? Um, but, uh, what about you? Uh, ironically enough, I struggle the most with fitness and nutrition. Amen, sister. Yeah. It's, um, just one of those things. I mean, I don't like want to 
want to use this as an excuse, but I, I mean, I know you know we're mm-hmm. around it yeah. all day, every day. Yep. And by the time I've coached four classes and had four personal training clients, I don't want to be in the gym anymore. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I don't have a solution yet. I go through phases <laughs> where I'm good and I go through phases where I'm not good. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about the challenge. I don't think people realize that about coaches. Like, it's so hard for coaches to stay motivated to do their yeah. own, own thing when they're mm-hmm. out there all the time. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean, mine are for sure both of those, um, without a doubt, are by far my biggest are my nutrition and uh, my working out, which um, it is one of those things where you are in it for so much and like I've been doing it now for so long that um like I know I can still learn and that's really the only thing right now is motivating me to continue to work out is that I'm like well I still need to be learning things to give to my clients that I have like I still need to practice around with some different kind of training methods just to be able to figure out if they work or not before I implement them on you know some of my athletes that's a motivating factor for me but I think the other thing is me and Rebecca and Ellie, you two all got into it from a sport perspective, right? Like when we got into it, it was like our main goal for it was not health, right? It wasn't just let's get healthy and let's just, you know, fight off disease and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It was no, like I'm a competitor and I want to compete. And if I'm going to compete at something, I'm going to do it as hard as I can and I'm going to go for it. And I think having that mindset and then having to shift that mindset to a health perspective, which is much more where I'm at now, where it's like, I have no intentions of ever competing again, but I still need to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. So with that fire gone, it's hard to kind of find it and relight it a little bit. It's so hard because I feel like I never, like after my competitive days were over, I never like reestablished a why. Yeah. Like, obviously I know I need to be healthy and, you know, have strong bones and whatever, but that's easy to say when I'm 27 years old. Right. Like, right now, I really struggle with the mindset of, like, oh, well, yeah, good genetics, I'm fine. Yeah. But, like, my body will fail me one day, mm-hmm. and I'm not prepared for it. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, we know that we should do it, but it's like, I know a ton of stuff I should be doing that I don't yeah. do, you know? And it's like, I don't want fitness to become one of those things. And it's like, I need to figure out a way to make it to where that doesn't happen. Um, and the classes are a huge help for that, for the most part. Like when I'm not so worried about the fact that I'm the owner of the gym and I'm going to come in dead last in a class, like then the classes really help. But when you're, you know, there's just that kind of stigma that goes along with it. Um, so anyways, same concept with like college athlete, like once they like graduate, they're like, Oh shoot. Like I, I, this has been like my life just like exercising for the next game. Mm -hmm. And then they get out of college and they're like, they don't have a why really anymore. And it's really, really hard because you're comparing yourself to what you were before. But, um, I just think that's another reason why it's like sign up for competitions, sign up for triathlons or random things you want to do that'll just give you like a little, like, okay, I'm training for something. I've just noticed, like, I just, even if you're not a competitor, like, just saying I want to go run a 5K and sign up for one, and then you're going to be a lot more motivated knowing that you're getting closer to a certain deadline. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, you could think all day long, yeah, I'm fighting off disease when I'm 60, but, like, it feels so far away. Yeah. You're going to be more likely to skip a day. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But, see, the thing with that is, like, I'll sign up for a competition, and then it'll get here, and I'll be like, no, y'all just take my money. I'm not going. Well, you know, like, I'm serious. That, so, I'm just saying, for, for you, that motivates you. Right? Yeah. For me, that doesn't motivate so you me. you pay for it and then still opt out? 
Yeah, without a doubt. If I wasn't ready for it, without a doubt. Yeah. But would you like pay for it knowing you probably like wouldn't train and opt out? I would pay for it thinking that I'm really ready for it, but in the back of my mind probably being like, this is a bad idea. I know I'm not going to be consistent enough to do this. <laughs> um, that's probably what it would look like. So, um, but I'm trying to f mess around with certain ways to bring that fire back, which does look like finding something to specialize in and then have fun with that. Like I can't do Olympic weightlifting. Like I can't snatch and clean jerk or like go on a cycle to get my snatch and clean and jerk up because I have too many injuries. Right. But like running, I could probably do that. Right. Like, right. Well, but I'm just saying, yeah, something like that, like whatever it is, trying to find something or maybe it's something outside of here, like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, like maybe I need to take up jiu-jitsu. I wrestled in college or high school. So yeah. it's like, okay, that could be fun. And that could maybe something that could kind of help me motivate me to do it. But I think, yeah, there's just, a you just got to figure out what, what works for you um, in terms of staying motivated. Uh, all right. We got time for one last question and then, uh, Rebecca's got a coach. Um, how do you like to be held accountable? Man, I was thinking about this earlier when you read the questions to us. I honestly don't know how I like to be held accountable because I'm very defensive as a human. So when You know. Like, no. Like, hey, don't forget. Like, hey, you need to work out. I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm not But I can tell you how I don't like being held accountable. That's a good point. Yeah. And kind of like what you said with the whole stigma thing, like as a coach – I know they're coming from, like, a loving place, and they're just joking, but I cannot stand it when people are like, oh, Rebecca hasn't worked out in a month. Way to go, coach. And I'm like, call, no, call names now. <laughs> call names now. <laughs> 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 Nick playing off. She doesn't care. <laughs> no, but for, like, I know, I know that they're coming from, like, a good place, but then, like, to me, what that does to me is, like, in my head, I'm like, oh, my gosh. They're right. Like, I'm a coach. I didn't work out a single day last week. I'm going to come back and come in dead yeah. last, and that doesn't look good. So now I can't work out. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't like that. Yeah. Um, I like to be held accountable by people kind of using my words against me. Mm, that's good. Like if I've said something before, and I've told someone and given someone advice, and then I'm not doing it, I mean, that's going to light a fire in my butt real quick. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. I mean, and I just like, I like tough love, too. So yeah. I appreciate when people using my words against me and my goals against me too. Yeah. Like if, if you said this is what you want and you're not doing the thing that requires you to get that, then I mean, you're a hypocrite. And yeah. That's really motivating. Yeah. I just think the best way to hold me accountable as harsh as it sounds is to show me my failures. Like that's really, and, and I understand that no one probably wants to willingly do that. Like you don't ever willingly want to point out to someone like, Hey, here's where you failed. Right. Like here's where you drop the ball. But there have been a couple times, like the biggest ones have obviously been come through through marriage where it's been like, Hey, you drop the ball on this. Right. And like, as soon as I realized that where like I said something or I did some like whatever it is, when I realize that that happens, like that kicks me in the rear end because I think I realize that I've let other people down. Yeah. Right. When they do that. Um, so people like just showing, just being like, Hey, you, said you wanted to grow the gym to you know the x amount of people or whatever it is and yet you worked two hours all last month on this one thing that would have gotten you there like you don't it, i need to be shown that right because then it just just brings it home for me um so yeah i don't like 
Yeah, I'm trying to think though, but that there has to be the right kind of person that can do that. So let me, let me put you that way. Like if you're someone that I don't really know you very well, or like you don't know me very well and you don't know the situation very well, that's probably not the best way to go for me. Um, so yeah. Um, all right. Well, cool. That was our first episode back, um, in 2021, right? Yeah. 2021. Okay. And then um, we'll be back with another episode before 2022. I can promise you that. Uh, do you all have any member shout outs specifically that you would like to? Oh, I do. Larry. My oh, boy. yeah. Larry. Larry. He probably doesn't even know we have a He probably doesn't. <laughs> he's a new member and he joined last week. Like maybe. Yeah, no. It was, yeah. And he has been here every single day since he joined. I'm going to have to tell my boy Larry to stop coming. Uh, yeah, yeah. And his daughter killed it too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ainsley. So yeah. Um, EA is my shout out. EA is mm-hmm. she's awesome. Yeah. She's just always happy, always smiling, and just happy to be here. And it just makes brings me back to my high school days. Like, man, I wish I had been like her. Yeah, for sure. Um, mine is going to be. Uh, oh, I think I've already done Matt Duronco before, but I think I'm going to do it again because his. Uh, his, he did a testimonial for us on video uh, yesterday, and um, it was just like those things are so cool. Like they're so they're so encouraging for me. Like I'm doing them so that one, yes, I can make sure that they're like like I do a goal review session with them, check in, just make sure they're on the right path, or see how we can help them more. And then after that, we take a testimonial. And we do that for social proof, right? Like we do that just so that we can say like, hey, what we're doing here is working. Like it's helping people. We want to show you how it's helping people so that we can help you too. And that's why we do those testimonials. But really, they're much more of a blessing for me, I think, than they are even for for anyone who sees them. Um, just because they remind me like, hey, we're doing something here that like has a lot of value, has a lot of benefit to people. Um, so, yeah. All right. I think that's it. Everyone do the challenge with me. Sign up by Sunday, the 6th, 17th, 16th. They got to sign up by Saturday. As soon as possible because I'm trying to get initial consult days for the week before and you'll get a better day if you sign up early. Yeah. And sign up for the beatdown. Yes. And today we're sponsored by Welch's Family Farmer Owned Mixed Fruit Fruit Snacks. That's That's good. Jam. Jam. All right. Bye, folks.